Hello, Elsie. Hello, Jessica. How was your day today? Because we're recording a little bit later than usual, and I know that you had a busy week. What's up, lady? It was good. I'm good. I'm taking on a lot of stuff outside my comfort zone, and it kind of makes me want to like just go into the shower and let the hot water run over me while I sit oh. in the fetal position. But it's good. Oh. We're doing good. Wow. Well, then. Well, um, you know, I'm talking about like, I'm just doing a lot, you know, I'm, I'm going to run a 5k. I'm- I know. I'm so Okay, wait, we're not going to sc- Can you quickly run through the list of the things you're doing? And then we'll come back to this 5k thing because that merits a little more. So yes, you're running the 5k and and I'm starting a new, I guess it's a blog where I design memes and jokes for podcasters and entrepreneurs. Sweet. Love it. And I'm also um, talking about going on a trip to London and Paris by myself, maybe, 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 maybe. And <gasps> I am also, what else? What else is there? I mean, there's a, I probably brought up a lot of stuff to you, Elsie, that went by the wayside, but I've been going out of my comfort zone a lot. I've been volunteering for shit. I'm walking a 5K, which I've never done before. I'm talking about going on trips. Um, um, starting a new little, it's not really a side business. It's just for fun to make jokes. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is and I don't know what it's going to turn into, but yeah, I'm doing all kinds of crazy shit and it's like so scary. Oh my God. And I just got a call right before we got on the phone from the, um, a gentleman that lived downstairs from Emily. She, he was the last person to see her. He told me he wanted oh. to give the, the, that the DEA is sniffing around that facility and he wanted to give them my phone number. Because there was an no. overdose a week before Emily overdosed. Same building. And they think maybe it that they're not related as in they were murdered, but related as in the dealer was not doing something right or whatever. Just that there's a oh. similar dealer. They're going to try and get whoever sold to both of them if it was the same person. Because it's true. A smart drug dealer does hang out around a rehab if you think about it. Well, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like if you want to so if you want to have an ice evil. cream truck, want if you want to <laughs> if you want to have an ice cream truck, just go to where the Weight Watchers meetings are, or my house, Ugh. or John's house. <laughs> that's just evil, and and really, uh, it, it, I, that's yeah, it's just that's evil. That's what I consider one hundred percent evil. Just not great, but it's just not great. It's just not great. No, I actually think it's evil. <laughs> but uh, again, evil. Uh, but I want to go back to, you know, there's a lot of things, obviously, that you just said through that conversation. But I kind of want to stick to the 5K thing, because this isn't just like, all of a sudden, Jessica wants to get, you know, fit, not to say that you're not wanting to kind of work out and get better. And oh, come on, we all know I don't. Body. We all know I don't. Well, Okay, well, but you have taken some steps, and you decided to do this, but why did you decide to do this? Well, um, this 5K is in support of a group called Attack Addiction, and they help educate and diminish the stigma around heroin, heroin addiction, heroin overdose, which is greatly needed here in Delaware because there's a huge heroin hub in Philadelphia, which I don't mean to scare the people who are coming here for the summer. It's probably not the areas that we'll be hanging out in. But there is, you know, it it comes in, there's a big shipping 
a big shipyard in, in Delaware and in Philly and in New York, and it all comes in at the same time. And it's really sad. And when I had Emily, when she had a problem with this, she couldn't stay close to home because we have literally nowhere that people can go here to stay clean. The one rehab that we have here in Delaware is so rife with drugs and the, a lot of the employees help sell and like, it's just, it's disgusting. So I had to send her all over the freaking country to get her to get better. And so this, so I made a, um, I only decided to do it a week ago and I made a pledge that I would try and raise $5,000, which is a lot to try and raise in two weeks. So it's five days later and I've raised $3,700. Wow. I know. Isn't that That's amazing? amazing? That's amazing. It's amazing. I'm super Dude. proud. I had no, I mean, I, I know that, I know that people are generous with me and that they, and that they love me and care about me, but like, I'm truly overwhelmed. I'll probably do a Facebook live once I hit the goal to just say thank you to everyone who's donated and, and, um, shared it and who's reached out to me and thanked me for sharing and stuff like that. It's kind of amazing. Um, Cause people, you would never, people, you didn't, it's funny. People, I think people, I don't want to say they vote with their wallets. Cause I know not everyone can afford everything, but there are people who have been hundred dollar generous with me that I didn't know would have done that previously. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. What's yep. the total? So right now, right now I'm trying to get to 5,000. It's at 3,700. And you have to do it in within what, how, how, what's the amount of time? The race is Sunday. It's next Sunday. So if you're listening to this, okay. when this show comes out, Monday, I still have five more days. So okay, if you great. want to help, go to um, – it's runsignup.com forward slash love is forever. There we go. Okay. And guess what? Awesome. You need now, – now you only need 1000 because I'm pledging $300 for your walk. <gasps> John! Absolutely. Oh, my, oh my God. God! You did not have to do wow. that. Oh, my God. I'm going to crap in my pants and cry all at the same time. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's amazing. You did not have to do that. Uh, I understand that, but I want to because you're doing it and you're doing it for a good cause and I definitely want to support you in this. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think you know because you live in this area. I mean, I know everyone has a heroin problem, but it's really bad around here. I lost a nephew to it. And Oh, yeah. I lost a nephew a while back. I don't really talk about it too much. And I also, you know, I have addiction you know, and parts of my family that still go on with this. So yes, it's a horrible Ugh. thing that's that's going on. And I'm so sorry. You know, I don't it's know really how I don't know how to stop it. But you know, again, this is part of it. Trying to get you know raise money so that they can have programs that can try to straighten some of the stuff out. And I, I think it's a good cause. And I, you know me, I support straighten you. it out. Educate people on how to help their loved ones. Educate people on when to stop helping them. Educate people on when mental illness is a factor and what to look for. I mean. There's so much that people don't know. So thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you. That was so generous, really. Um, but even if you're listening and you feel the need to donate and you don't have $300, which, John, thank you, um, five to even $2. I mean, there's tons of people that have donated just $5. And even that means so much because it's something. It helps. This organization needs it. They support a, a, sober, a couple sober houses here. They really need it. So thank you. Thank you for letting me talk about it. That's so sweet. I was talking about it. So I wasn't planning on talking about it at all. Well, I kind of had it in in my idea that it's like, yeah, of course it needs to be out, dude. You totally, you totally made me cry, John. Why? Why would you? That was really sweet. Well, you guys supported you guys supported me when I was in trouble too. When I was down and out, I had to go somewhere. You guys ponied up and supported me, and I just want to be able to give back. 
I mean, that's what we do. That's what friends do. That's what right? we do. That's what friends do. Yes. And I would totally give you the same amount if you were doing this too. So, so if I can move off of that for just a second, I don't know if Elsie could talk yet. <laughs> yeah, you jerk. <laughs> but I wanted to try to get... explain something about last yeah. week's podcast episode because there was a point there where Elsie did a max headroom and I said, oh, it'll be okay on her side because she's recording and it was in the recording and I have no idea why. When she max headroomed last week, remember that, Jess? And we stopped. Yeah, totally. I do. Yeah. And I said, oh, it won't matter. That was a Skype thing and it will be, it won't be in her recording. It was in her recording. So whatever happened... It recorded into her recording. I guess it was Skypey on her side too, and it's. I would. Is your mic coming? Is your her bandwidth? Yeah, but it shouldn't. No, I don't think so. I think that there is a slight possibility, and I'm not quite sure if this could be the case or not. But possibly the cord or the actual connection into the mic might be getting a little bit wonky. Today, I recorded with Rob, and he was saying that he was getting this kind of staticky sound okay. that I have had happen a couple of times when I've been recording in the past. Like, if I've been recording my own self in, like, Amadeus Pro and stuff like that, there's been two times out of all the times that I've used my microphone that the audio has turned into some weird, weird robot thing right and i'm like what the hell is that and so i what i did is i just elongated the cord and i don't know if it's the actual connection to the microphone like maybe it's getting old because i i put it in and out so many different times or if i don't know i don't know if it's the cord itself First of all, this is a very clever way to get the attention off of you john very clever <laughs> Well, sorry, uh, that wasn't well what done. I was trying to do but i well remember i didn't well want to done. talk about that because everybody heard it last week and I didn't have a chance to say anything about it because I expected that not to be there. And Did it was there. there. Right. I kind of had to leave the rest of it in how we dealt with it because normally that would have been cut out. But I thought it was a, a kind of a teaching moment when something like that happens where not to panic or even to mention it and have like a, a verbal marker there. So when an editor gets to it, you know, they can figure out what to do with it. But since... It was in the recording, and I wasn't sure why. I left it in. I just left that whole sequence in instead of cutting it out. I wasn't really trying to deflect that much. Bullshit. Okay. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Now but now we know. Now we know that there's sometimes when maybe it's not just going to be fixed. And I have not listened to my side of the conversation when I just recorded with Rob, so I don't know if maybe there's something funky with my end of things. Mm. How funky Which made me think is your chicken? What? <laughs> no. Wait, How oh, loose here, this is, is your goose? Now come on, everybody, oh and shake your caboose. Oh my god, shake your caboose! Sorry. <laughs> Cheerleading's outside of her comfort zone. I see. Yeah, it's cheerleading is out totally outside of like. It's actually in in the comfort zone. Anything happening on this show is fully within the comfort zone of somebody. Of me. <laughs> of me, you. Me. Yes. It's my comfort zone. That's why I'm doing it. So now we know. Now we know, now we know. that that's happening, which made me think that I need to have a backup, which I don't. I don't have a, back, a backup microphone, mm. which I should. I need to have the option of, like, if something's happening right now and something really goes wrong with the mic, 
I need to have the ability to go, okay, I'll just switch mics and then come back. As at this at this moment, I don't have that option. What do you need? Like an ATR twenty one hundred? Is that what you want? Or something? Yeah, like that? I need to have an ATR. Yeah, I need an ATR, or I need another one of my little handy dandy H two Ns because I adore this little device. I do have an H six, which I could also use, but I've never used it as a as a USB mic, which is something that I could also try. You have the H six recorder. Yes, but it has a but it's a microphone as well. Right. You can use it as a microphone. And it's a I've condenser it microphone, though. Would that be an issue? And this one is a, as well. Oh. The H2N is also a condenser microphone. I've been incredibly pleased with the sound because it tends to – it's amazing. It really is amazing at how it sounds, and it's condenser, right? I mean, you've heard all of my stuff. Yeah, it's good. For, for being a, con- a condenser microphone with all of the things that go around me all the time, it doesn't catch it. I think it's the pattern or something. I'm not sure why. Okay, yeah, it does sound sounds excellent. Yes. I would say I'd get another one if I was you. Are we ready to move on to some, um, let's see, what are we doing? Are we doing some news? The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. La, la, la. All right, so what do you want to talk about first, Jess? Scan the news there and see what are the top news here because we have an awful lot of cards there, and I don't know what's going to be like the uh, the best for our people that are listening to us talk about this stuff. Let's see. Don't care, don't care, not interested, don't care. <laughs> what? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, we, can just go d- <laughs> we can just go down the list if you want. Let's talk about Anchor because I know John's peeing himself to talk about it. So let's start okay. there, shall we? All right, let's do Anchor. So Anchor, Anchor, if you guys don't know, Anchor is, it started off like the first, when it released, it was essentially an audio app. This Anchor came into the scene, uh, I would say about a couple, It was could, it, could I say a couple years ago? Um, do you know, John, like something yes. like a year and a half, maybe something along those lines. So it came into the scene as an, an audio app. There were many different audio apps that were coming out at that time. And then as it started to develop, it became more, uh, it started to cater a little more towards the podcasting industry itself, becoming more like a podcast host uh, of sorts. Uh, I don't remember if from the get-go... They created RSS feeds. I don't remember because I remember at the beginning, it was very bare bones. It was very about sort of like you record in the app. There's a there's a user, you know, user base over there that they wanted to create a community kind of thing. And then it started to iterate. They started to expand a little more. It, they did become very solid as a place to host your podcast as well, meaning that that's what they were pushing forward. Um, lots of people started to use it a little bit more. Uh, I found the interface that was fine at that time, but I thought, well, there's no way to upload audio to it. I don't want to record in the app. What if I wanted to upload something else? And then they started to grow even to that. So there was a point where you could then now upload audio to Anchor and not use the app itself to do the recording, right? Yes. Um, I think the next iteration was that it started to. I'm not sure if it was this was from the get go, but from the get go, did they have the ability to have uh, like live call ins or no, something like that? I, think I don't think so. They went no. to 2.0 and then there was a way to message into 
you know, to call. And then there's also a way, and I haven't played with this yet because I have, I have no anchor friends, but there is a way that you can actually have a co-host where both of yeah, you can record, record with, friends. with friends. Yes. So I don't have any anchor friends. So now, right. now why that... does it say connect Apple Music? You can... You can connect Apple Music, and I don't know how this. But I don't why? Know, again, you I think you can get yourself in, in trouble. Your... Yeah, you can put songs yes, in there. Yes, you can. But then, doesn't that get you in trouble when you put a song? They give you. Yes, they give it you does. Um, transitions. Hold on. Yeah, they do give you transitions. Hold on, can I hear? Whoa! Ooh. Yes. That's yeah. For so they bad do words. have. They do have a lot of those different things, and I didn't know about what you're just talking about um, in, ter- in terms of the. The music now, until, is playing oh with my it. gosh, what is that? Holy cow, that's scary! Oh my god, make it stop! Help! Okay, close sorry. the app. Okay, put your phone back <laughs> on airplane mode, please, because you're making Elsie Skype out. All right, sorry. There we go. Um, yeah, and and it started to become stronger and stronger from the ability of 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 sort of giving more power to the producer. Right. Because yes. it, then you can do all of the things, all of the things that you were like, oh, this is great, but I wish that I could. And then it seems like they added all the I wish that I could <laughs> part of things in there where they did create the opportunity to have sort of like a community uh, feedback. Yes. Uh, from from the from there, they created the ability to have the uh, like you said, a, a co-host or whatever coming in. Um, taking calls. I'm just not sure what the quality is in t- inside of the app for... Uh, I heard that it was like more like a phone quality. Mind you, I haven't tested any of this stuff. We should test and... it. Let's hang up and record via Anchor. Well, first thing, <laughs> well, I have been playing with it today, so I have tested it. But have you co-recorded? I, well, okay, that I have not done. But what I did this morning was I woke up this morning, I picked up my iPhone, and I dis- I did two segments right from bed. I, I didn't even get up. I used my iPhone. I did two segments. And then I had a little problem. I was trying to get them to upload and it wouldn't upload. So I said, oh, that's horrible because, you know, we have podcasters. As podcasters, we want everything to work and we want it for free. So I was like annoyed. So then I moved on to do something else. So when I came down here and I was waiting for you guys, I figured I would play with it some more. I signed into the Anchor FM website and then you go into the recording section and there was all my segments that I couldn't get to upload. They were uploaded. So then you can move them into a place and you can actually put an episode together. You drag them over and then you can add transitions and you can take the segments and drag them up and down and place them wherever you want. And then after that, you hit publish and whoop, you just had you just made yourself a podcast episode. And it's already going to Google Play, uh, iTunes, and there's also a Spotify section where you can apply for spotify i gotta tell you it's a game changer like if i was going to someone wanted to podcast and they didn't know what they wanted to do i would say go get yourself an a or you know atr 2100 microphone plug it into your computer and play with this anchor app and and have a ball with it and see if you like it it doesn't really cost you anything and then if you want to move up it's kind of like podcast minor podcasting minor leagues it's like a feeder you can go test it out and see if you like it and test drive it. But I think that it's um, – there are some really great features, you know, in terms of creating an episode that has layers because a lot of 
a lot of the issues that I see from people too is that they don't know how to do that intro outro thing, right? Because that's like sort of like step number one for people to be able to do that editing. And if that's already added to the mix here, it's super easy. The other thing that's really great, and I think that maybe this just might be a good way for us to leverage this for She Podcasts, is in the ability to create uh, or to add voice messages or user feedback because it does have the ability for people to leave voice messages for you following your show. So it could be sort of like behind the scenes, a little quick message to our people. Hey, you know, like maybe we weren't able to record the show or whatever for X, Y, and Z. Like it could be like the ability for us to just maintain or sustain a deeper community, uh, just dialogue with our people in this mode. So it's not necessarily the She Podcast podcast, but it can be an expansion of it. And, you know, no problem. We could use music. We could use all the fun stuff. So it could be a message. It could be just something to drive the community conversation in there that is completely separate. And we could use the music because as the music is being used, it's not going to be going into iTunes. We're not going to be putting the RSS feed into anything like that or Spotify for that matter. And so we don't really have a problem with that. Can you just get your RSS feed from them and then put that in there? Or once you make an RSS feed, do they automatically send it to Apple Connect and to Spotify and to Google Play? That I don't know. Oh, they, they, yeah. yeah once, you think, say, once you say go – they go, and that's the other problem is you don't have control of your RSS feed. They put it in Apple Connect. They put it in Google Play. And you it, you know what? I remember when I did this before, when I was trying to find out my RSS feed, there's a number or a code that goes in there, and I had to find out what that was. I can't remember it offhand. And then that was my RSS feed that I could take and put into a podcatcher, and that would be the RSS feed that it would pull from. But they will they will send it to Apple Podcasts and to Google Play for you. So you just can't grab that RSS feed and and use it for She Podcast and manage it for on your own. Which is I think that that could possibly be an issue. Yeah, absolutely. I did ask the anchor people. I asked the anchor people if there's a if they allow for a three hundred one redirect in case you want to leave the service. Oh yes. I also yeah. asked. Yeah, I asked them that. I also asked them if they do um, file transfer. Because there are some places who put a 301 redirect and then they don't transfer your files. They just, you have to do it. Uh, They said yes to both of these things. Although I don't really quite believe them because they took a little bit too long in responding to that question. And, (laughs) but no, in the sense that, no, because then I was like, could you show me the support information about this? I'd love to read how to go about it. And, and I have a feeling that it's one of those things that they will support, but it's not as easy as the other services where there is a place where you could do it on your own to be able to do that. The one thing that they also responded positively about, and, and again, you know, I don't know when this is going to happen, is number one, they said they do support, support the new iTunes feed tags, new feed tags. And they also said that they are moving towards compliance with IAB for their stats. So those two things, they also responded positively. I don't know. I'm sure that tags are supported now. I just don't know when the IAB stats thing is going to take place or if it's already happening. I don't know that. And the thing about the file transfer, that's major because you don't have control of your files. They do. 
In other words, exactly. you can't download your files from Anchor that I see so far. You can't download them from Anchor and then use them if you wanted to make an, keep that episode in and download it at a, at a later time. So that would be paramount. And I'll tell you what I will do is because I am playing with this is in a week or so when I'm done playing with it, I will get them to transfer it to a another hosting and see how it works. So we'll, we'll put them through a test and see what happens. Yeah, that that would be great because I think you're right. John, I think that in in empowering, especially people who at the moment that they start a podcast, they have a dream, they have a they have a, a, a passion, they have something they have to say, but they don't really have the money. I had a money. dream in time gone I by. had a dream. That's right. They don't have the ability to maybe invest in a, a podcasting host at that time. Maybe they just want to test the waters and but and then they start with anchor and. And they realize this is awesome. This is viable. This is something I want to do. This is something that's growing. This is, you know, all that kind of stuff. And they maybe, maybe they are, uh, you know, recruited by somebody else. Maybe they have, you know, and they're like, oh my gosh, so-and-so wants to work with you guys. Will you move to, you know, this other network or whatever? And uh, so what happens next? You know, what's the what's the ability for them to grow, to expand, to 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 continue to expand on the things that they put together where they recognize that maybe being in one platform is a hindrance? Yeah, because so the one I'm actually going to use this for two shows. One is going to be the Grumpy Podcaster, of course. But then there's another one where I'm just going to do like an audio blog. And I already figured out, you know, I'm just going to have an opening, a music intro, and then I can immediately just take and upload that into Anchor. That'll be, and then I can have my content and then transitions, and then I can also upload a uh, an outro music, you know, that royalty free that I can use and calls to action, and there's an episode. And you can do it so fast, it's crazy. It's amazing. Right. I think that for me, this this kind of comes back to what audio boom, when it was audio boo, was for me. Uh, that's something that I would like to use. I loved using audio boo at the time that it was that. Uh, for me to record when I was walking around, I would take a picture of where I was. I would... I would sort of it was a, a, absolutely an audio journal of my thoughts of of what I of what was going on with me at that time and I loved the ability to publish right away and I also loved the interaction from the people that were in Audio Boo at that time there was a really strong community in there and I loved the back and forth so uh, you know I think that this also could be a great place to test things out I I I agree um my thoughts around this are around serving the millennials, which is exactly what this seems to be focusing in on, particularly communities of color, which is something that I've been really sh- like stunned and kind of shocked by when I've been doing a lot of research on on finding more diverse voices, seeing or listening to more uh, podcasts that you don't necessarily really listen to. I've been doing tons of diving into of, of podcasters of color and in and seeing the amount of them that are using SoundCloud as their platform. And part of what I've, of what I've been seeing is that SoundCloud itself is part of the millennial understanding. It's part of their culture. It because uh, you know something even something like Spotify. Uh, you know, and Pandora, all of those 
places, those apps, are something that they recognize, and it's easy for them. It feels normal. It feels like comfortable. It feels familiar. And therefore, it's easy to make these choices because it's something they already know versus something like Blueberry or Libsyn, who are brands that are not necessarily something a millennial is going to know. (laughs) You know, um, if you say SoundCloud, it resonates for a lot of people. And I think that it's easier and it's something like they are used to and it's and the music music has been such a huge part of it. I think Anchor plays into that mix. I hate SoundCloud. Yeah, me too. And I everything and everything it stands for. And I don't know why. You know, it's funny. There is I noticed you posted. Should we bring this up? Maybe not. Yes. Well, I don't know. I don't know if you want to or not. I don't know. It's up to you. Do you know what I'm going to say? What the Twitter I noticed that Elsie posted the other day a question about why people of color are always the ones using SoundCloud. Yes, I like, did. I did write that. Like as, and, a, um, as a total curiosity. Yeah. I mean, and uh, it is funny that that's true. But, you know, when I I get a lot of requests to look at people's podcasts and see if they're ready to be represented by the agency. And it is true that, I mean, more often than not, if a podcaster is a person of color, they have a SoundCloud. And then when you wrote that, I was like, God, I thought that was just me. Yeah, I, I've been really shocked. I've been really shocked. And I think that, again, it's because it's not necessarily. It's accessible. It's That's of, why. It's accessible. Yeah, it's accessible. And it's also, it has brand recognition from the musical side of things. You know, the music side of things is where they stepped into it. Alternative music. Um, a lot of indie artists that appeal to diverse communities. There's a lot of artists out there that are not in the mainstream that are putting out music that is evocative to those people who would possibly be a podcaster. Because there, I think that there, I could definitely say that usually, for the most part, I would say podcasters are slightly on the rebellious side. You know, most of us that are indie podcasters have something to say that we feel the media isn't covering, which also appeals to our loves of other things like music and movies and clothing and things like that, so that we tend to have an affinity towards things that aren't necessarily quite mainstream. And in SoundCloud, it's got a lot of that. There's a lot of these musicians that are sort of unique, unknown, indie, that have gotten the play. So in communities of color, I think SoundCloud has been something that is a... Of, of 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 comfort, it's something that you know, and if you come back and you say like something like Libsyn, Libsyn's like it's so not SoundCloud like at all when it comes to the recognition, the brand recognition. We know it because we're in podcasting. We know it because I've been around for like over a decade, but that doesn't necessarily make me cool, you know. And and Libsyn has essentially stayed steady, strong, and. That's that's about it. It's like it's reliable and it gets things done. Whereas there are things like Anchor and um, you know SoundCloud how, that I think are evolving and they are appealing to communities that don't really necessarily have access to the information. Because mind you, is there really mainstream information about something like podcast hosting, which is like 
so not sexy or cool to talk about. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. so I have a question. And I, you know, again, I know the sensitivity of Elsie because you work for Listen. So I know you can't answer for Lipson. But my question is now that Anchor has kind of, I'm going to say, raised the bar because now that they, not only do they have hosting, but they also have a way to produce a podcast on the app or on the website. Would that be something that might make Lipson step up and try to develop something? Like that same way with Blueberry and Spreaker. Well, Spreaker does have a recording. Yeah, Spreaker does. And as do, you know, I have actually been thinking about this. And I think that there are, every host has its strength, right? Every host has its ability to do, to do what it does well. And that's why a lot of the hosts like Lipson and Blueberry have been around for so long because, because there hasn't been this sort of like, let's, Let's try to do all the things like what Anchor's doing. Mind you, they just got, it's like, was it $14 million? I mean, if you get that much funding, wouldn't you try to start? And, and that's the, I think that that's where the problem lies with a lot of this stuff. At this moment, honestly, what is Anchor doing to make, like, what's the business plan? That's what I want to know. What's the business plan? Like, what's going to keep them going? Because right now they have the money to do all of these things. And even SoundCloud, they got the money to do all of these things. You should have seen, oh my gosh, I loved the marketing for SoundCloud. I did a whole presentation for Libsyn around how they build community. I did so much work looking at the outreach programs that they were doing inside of communities, how they were reaching out to users. I mean, it was amazing. They were throwing like meetups in San Francisco and like New York, and it was so cool. And all, and, and they were asking users to come in. And, and and to these rooms and and totally develop the product together. And I was like, holy cow, that's amazing. All that money, all of these people that they hired. But look at them now. I'm sure they've let go of a lot of those people that were developing all that stuff to this day. How is what's the what's the business plan? Well, the thing about Keep it is on asking for money. I, well, here's my thing. Be, be quite honest with you is when I saw what was going on here with Anchor, I was like, wow. If they asked me to pay $30 a month to be able to use this, and I would do it. I would pay $30 a month to host my stuff there and be able to record there and do all the things with the app. Remember, you could use the iPhone now and go out on the street and be a man on the street and record interviews right with your iPhone. And then you would have I did that it segment. when I was at Podcast Movement. I plugged my HCR2100 into Boss Jock, and I got beautiful yes, sound quality. Yeah. Right, but this this would be right great. there, and you could so actually make an I episode. Could do that with Anchor, and all I have to do is walk around with my phone and my mic plugged in, and just anchor the shit out of a new podcast. And you don't it even would be just you don't as even good need as anything else. You wouldn't even need the microphone. Yep. All you would have to do is but use I your. I do if it doesn't sound good. You said you didn't test that yet, right? No, I did test it. I was in this morning. I was. I didn't even get out You're of like, bed yet, and I was talking into the, my. Are you talking into my iPhone? And it sounded. As good as it would if you used the ATR2100. It was no different, to be quite honest with you. It's very acceptable, especially if you're out on the street. You're going to have background noise and, you know, whatever. Anyway. Yeah, so yeah. it's not going to be that big. And it's definitely good sound quality, so you could do that. So, And you could almost put an episode up in real time. That's how fast you can do it. It's amazing. So, and again, I see Podbean doing stuff where it almost is drawing in a community. Podbean has an app where all Podbean shows are, and you can go listen to them there. So it seems mm -hmm. like there's more, each podcasting hosting 
entity. I mean, Lipson, one of the things I love about Lipson is the website that you guys have now. You know, so if they, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. all the uh-huh. things. So Lipson has that down. The other places don't. But, you know, now Anchor has this. If any, it's almost like a race to find out who gets, who has all the things. And then, right. and if all the things work, you know, we will, we will make a pilgrimage to that place and hang out. So it's, it's interesting. It's real. These are interesting times in podcasting. Yeah. Especially Very and here, here, I did see somebody uh, post something. And obviously I, I asked the harder questions and hopefully they will continue to sort of answer me. And I kind of want to start to take the seat of, uh, even though I am completely, obviously I am biased. I, I work with Libsyn. That's what I've done for all of this time. But I also want to step forward as an, an, an advocate to be able to be able to help people make the best choice for them at that moment and give them all the different things. Right. Um, so I do want to have a conversation with anchor around, around that, because I do feel that there is a transition. Now, the thing that I heard from uh, one of the podcast groups around anchor is that they are, you know, really pursuing democratizing audio by making the access of creating a show easy and fast and in and, and now in a clean cut way. The thing is that with the amount of ease that they have created, there is going to be, I think, a lot of just people getting on there for the first time and doing, you know, crazy stuff where it's like it may necessarily not it, it might crowd up a lot of crap. It might be a lot of crap. And then maybe people who really do want to make a proper in quote show are going to be harder to find. That was something else to think about making it so easy that it could be like just a bunch of junk uh, that could clog up in quote the pipes of things. What do you guys think about that? Well, first of all, I do agree that once people go on there, you're going to have the chuckleheads go on there and they're going to have the Biff and Billy show and the, they're going to go in there and do a lot of laughing and yucking up. And you're going to have to, again, go through the weeds to get to the grass. So that's going to be an issue. But still, I still think it's a good place to go in there and test out the waters, to go in there and check out you know, what you can put out as an episode. The other drawback is that if you're going to record from your iPhone, there's no way to edit that audio before it goes up. That's a problem. Mm. So if you're going to do anything, you have to record. If you're going to need any kind of editing like me, because I stutter a lot and I pause and stammer and I have that fat, lazy South Jersey tongue. So for me, I would probably record on, you know, on something else and then upload, edit it and then upload it. But if you're going to go out and do man on the street interviews, if you have a question of the podcast, question of the podcast and go out and ask people. You know, their opinions. What is a question of the podcast? Well, I'm just saying most people, a lot of podcasts have questions of podcasts and then have people come in and give their opinions. But if you're going to go out and do an interview show where you're going to go out and interview people on the street, Anchor would work fabulously, I think. You know what's interesting here? Oh, sorry, to to just kind of switch the conversation around this too. But um, some of my favorite people who are from Relay FM, Mike Hurley was quoted inside of an article from Mac Stories where what their their whole thing that they're doing too with Relay FM and Relay hosts their shows on Libsyn 
they run their own RSS feeds. They have their own like proprietary websites and all of that stuff is run through their own network because they have, they actually generate quite a bit of their money via ads. And so all of that stuff they have access to hosting their stuff on Libsyn. But what they're doing is they are doing quick uh, news focused approach specifically to anchor all about the top headlines for technology news that are they're going to really quickly put it on there. And it's like essentially a new show from Relay FM where they do really quick news outlets. And then that is also going to be an opportunity for them to reach a whole new audience to draw them into Relay FM, the network itself. And I think it's an, an, an awesome other way to sort of market your stuff out there. I see it as another platform. If you don't want to move or anything like that, I see it something like Instagram stories as, you know, Facebook lives as another layer of your ability to expand the brand outside the main hub, which for most of us is our podcast. Well, or website. That is what you believe. I believe on the podcast itself, <laughs> but I understand what you're talking about. Yes. Well, because, because it's a home base. A podcast is not a home base. It's a message. But that message well, needs to live on the home base, which is a website, right? Well, yeah, but I think that it's – I don't necessarily agree with that. I, I agree. I, I actually feel that if there was no – like there, there is a possibility that if you lost the website itself and you had a pretty strong – podcast base. If you just had a back and forth with your listeners, they could reach you. There is an opportunity to go back and forth with them. Now, I wouldn't say that to just anybody, meaning if you're if you're developing a business and you want that to be the thing, what then do you think I for wouldn't us? advise this way. What's for our us, thing? Our, well, we we actually sell coaching. Like we have educational things. We are we also you have a yourself, Facebook group. Right. But I mean, what I'm saying is like, you are a personality. I am a personality. People want to work with us so that there is like a, we are also entities around what she podcast is. The podcast itself is an expression of Jessica and Elsie together, plus the community itself. So there's like all of these different things, but there are certain shows that the show itself is everything. Like people are just listening to the show. Like I know if you go to like something like um, uh, Mac OS Ken, his website is like essentially a page, like a page. And it just has like every single one of his shows like on a big long list. And there's nothing else but that because people subscribe to his show, buy his things, but they're not necessarily aimed at that. Same thing for Hardcore History. Hardcore History doesn't have like permalinks for the episodes and things like that. They just, people just listen to the show. Like the show is the thing. So there are, there's that. But there are other, obviously, things like like what we're doing and a lot of the women that I work with that are offering other things. And their podcast is how people come to them to kind of step deeper into their world. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, I, I understand that. Yes, I mean, if you have course. a business or you're going to try to sell products or you're going to try to drive traffic to your web page and use podcasts as a vehicle to do that, then yes, you need a web page. But if you're going to just do a show that you want people to sign up for and you're going to use social media to support it or you know advertise it, promote it, then you really do not need a website, to be quite honest with you, because they're just going to go to a podcasting app. They're going to subscribe to your show. They're going to download your show. And you're going to tell them what to do and where to go and what to do. 
So you really don't need... And where to go and what to do. Exactly. And, and what to do and where to go. All the things. <laughs> all the things. <laughs> and what to do. So speaking of all the things, though, since Sorry. we are running <laughs> kind of long here, but I'd like to kind of t- touch base a little bit on uh, something that John really loves to talk about, which is advertising and how... <laughs> oh, yeah, bitches. There, oh, yeah. Whee! There was like... Here we go, been, yo. Here oh, we go. Here we go. I know there was like, you know, a, a big sort of, co- what was it, a conference in Australia that went down. The IAB, I think, uh, might have hosted it. Um, I don't want to quote wrong because I read so many articles. I don't know where this information is coming from. But it seems like ad spend from 2000, you know, 2017 to now has uh, tripled. Uh, actually, from December 2016 to December uh, 2017. Uh, tripled in size. How about that? Just for that year. Yeah. yeah so the CEO I mean, of, uh, that's right, IAB Australia, Vijaj Solanki, um, I guess that well mentioned done. some of this stuff. I know. I don't know. I don't know if I said that properly. But yeah, it seems like it's really crazy. This, so uh, it has grown incredible, incredibly for, uh, in, in Austin, this is all in Australia stuff. Yeah. It is amazing how it's grown. And we have similar numbers. They're just not going to be released till the beginning of March. But mm-hmm. um, just from 2015, let me hold on. Let me pull this up. I was ju- literally just working on this slide. Um, well, I have a new uh, meme for you for your podcasting meme, Jessica. You do? Yes. You have a guy with his, he's behind a mic with the headphones on. And it says, yeah. the IAB gives me IBS. Ha! Ah. No, it doesn't. The, um, okay, so between 2015 2016, it grew 72% from 69 million to 119. And then again, 2016 to 2017, 119 to 220. And then on, yeah, in March, yeah. in March, we'll hear what the actual number was at 85 or more. And then also they'll project for 20. 18, which should be interesting. But yes, it is growing enormously. We get leads from advertisers all the time. Um, we are, we have had to stop onboarding shows to focus on the ones that we're currently doing. Like it's, it has been crazy, but really fun. Yeah, it seems like it, it is. It's pretty incredible to see the amount of stuff that's been coming out. And then I'm going to I'm actually going to link to an article that I, uh, I I've been doing a lot more work in Instagram lately, particularly it, well for myself, less so in terms of Instagram stories that have a reason for being. But in for Libsyn specifically, I've been kind of posting a little bit more uh, information that I think is relevant for people. And I did put this out there. There was an article from I think radio, it, it, I'll, you'll see it in the show notes. Oops, sorry. Hello. <laughs> you'll see it in the show notes. Hello. Um, I have them in there and then you guys can definitely check out some of these articles, but they've really, what I really liked about the articles that were coming from Australia is that they have been, they, they have hit the nail on the head on the reason that the ad, ad, why advertising is working from a real connected place versus the way that it was happening before. Before, it was people kind of lying, essentially like making it up as they went. Podcast advertising is really great because, and then they would just pull stuff out Make of the Make shit air. up. 
Just, just make it yeah, they that. just made shit up. Yeah, and then they were just putting it out there to make people excited and to draw people in because they were just stepping into the industry. Versus now with this, it's it's actual data. So they've looked at the data, they've looked at the responses, they've looked at the things that are happening and working, and they've really zeroed in on the things that are making this successful. And the reason that I find this to be appealing isn't necessarily because I'm all in into advertising. It's because I'm all into uh, being able to influence your audience. So if you choose to not be part of the advertising space at all, and you don't want to monetize that way, and you, you, you really just are a passion podcaster, this information is very important because it really zeroes in on the behavior of the podcast listener as in the way that they do things. Meaning that, you know, one of the things that they mentioned is that there's a lot of, you know, podcast listeners in obviously in Australia that have been listening to podcasts that are obviously they're worldwide, but they are based in the U.S., but they've been having, you know, ads that are of U.S. products. And the response and interest from Australian people for these U.S. companies has been big. Uh, and so you can see how that's amazing, like brand recognition in different countries. How incredible is that? To bring it to a smaller, sort of more intimate experience of, of something like that for me, back in the day when I was doing Elsie's yoga class, my, some of my biggest listeners were in Asia, tons of people in Japan and China specifically. And what was really interesting is that I, I had uh, invitations or sort of, sort of like open invitations for me as a yoga teacher in my little, you know, in L.A., to come teach yoga in China because they had gotten to know me as a teacher via my podcast. So stuff like that is is kind of like the same thing. The brand, the LC as a yoga teacher brand kind of expanded through the world to a completely different continent where I could have very easily gotten to teach uh, internationally as a teacher simply because of my podcast, which I didn't, Mm. of course, but... I think that that was really powerful, and I and I feel that that is a powerful uh, point for for driving people to take action with your podcast. I agree with that. Certainly do. Amen, sister. I know there's another Amen. way of of uh, generating revenue. I hear is where you charge your guest. I hear that is oh the big gosh. new thing. Yeah, for- oh my god! I was wondering if you were going to talk about that today. Was- yeah. What do you think well, about that? Can- what do you think about that, Elsie? Oh, I know. I have kind of stayed away from that conversation because I I find that it's like, you know, it's I think it's a viable model for people who want to do that for a very specific type of thing. Um, I think that that's great. You know, it's it's fine. It's not my model and it's not why I would want to do it. But hey, it's so funny because I saw in in business and baby somebody um, posted about that. Did you see that, Jess? Yes, and, I did. Yes. Yeah. And so like that, they started a conversation. It was so amazing how every woman went in, went in there and went like, well, that's, that is a model of making money. Yes. But yeah. I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody <laughs> essentially like was it. like that. That's, yeah. And so, like yeah. It, it, and for me, like as Elsie minus my, like me being completely and utterly biased, I think that that's just not cool at all yeah, like it's yeah. it's an immediate turnoff it's not mm-hmm. something that i would want to work um doing that 
Uh, the the only way that I feel that it might, I guess, work for some some of the work that I do is if, let's say, I had a podcast where I was interviewing my own mentees, meaning the e-leaguers, right? That mm-hmm. I had a podcast that featured just them with us with conversation, providing a platform plus my clout in this space and really just featuring women from the e-league. And I guess eventually, I guess that would kind of could be perceived as pay for play, right? Because they have that really, they have hired me See, that's, that, as a mentor. That actually sounds pretty decent. The other stuff that they're talking about just seems a little rapey. Like what? Like what? Well, you would come on. You would listen. You can come on to my show, but it costs you five hundred dollars, and you have to do this. You have to advertise. You have to promote all that. All the other things that you have to do, and you have to give me this amount of money for the show to come on Hmm. to to get Mm -hmm. in front of my audience. But Mm -hmm. where you are teaching somebody, and then at the end of the the sessions and everything, you get a chance to showcase them. That to me is a better model. I mean that uh, that I'm excited to listen to, but then if I know that right. somebody's that, that, charging a guest yeah. to come on and they're just coming on there and it's just a big pat on the back session because the guy gave him money, all of a sudden you, there, there's no honesty there. It's a pay for play. It's yucky, right? Hmm. And that, that's what I mean. It's like for me when I when I was thinking about what model would work with that would be essentially that, but that's like a kind of like an extra bonus feature at the end of the thing. So it essentially they paid for this, but it's not necessarily, you know, give me the money and I will feature you kind of thing. It's more about rate, you know, it's about the entire the entire ethos of what I'm creating for the e-league, which is uh, it's, it's its own thing. And I feel that it's not necessarily they have to pay me to be kind of on the show. But after doing all the work, after engaging with me, after having all this stuff, then now we have a platform in which we can then shine. So you could essentially say they paid me to get on the show, right? But it's not really... That's not like the, the, the handshake. We didn't handshake. We didn't shake hands and make the business dealing for that to happen. Right. Right. It would be like the so. e-leaguers would go through the course and then you would say to them, well, listen, for an extra 500 hours, I can spotlight right. you <laughs> on my podcast. Oh, my God. Yeah, that would be. That, that would, would be creepy. And, that made me feel icky Yeah, right. Yeah, see, it's just totally. a test. It's like when you hear it, you're, it's, what do they say? What's porn? You can't really describe it, but you know it when you see it. You know icky yeah. when you hear it, and that's basically what it is. I'm pretty sure people can describe porn, but I hear you. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> totally. You guys are like, uh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Um, do, is there any other news news that we need to kind of cover today before moving into uh, some tool tips? Nope. Not that I know of. I don't think so. We're we good. can cover other it. things later on. So, all right, let's move into some tooltips. Elsie's tooltips. So, you guys, since yes. you just did you see did you see my Instagram story about this or John? I did. Either of you guys see my continue my continual app for IG stories, like this app that I learned from from Sue B, the Instagram expert. Um. I've been, like I said before, I was doing some, I've been doing a lot more work in Instagram, kind of going back in there, testing things out, trying to figure bandwidth things out and allowing myself not to be held back by that. 
And and so I was I just happened to bump into why it's really hard for me to watch Instagram stories at home because even the 10 to 15 second videos take forever to load up here and it takes the fun out of it. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. it just takes the fun out of watching these things. But I happen to have watched one with um, Sue and she brought this app that you guys know that the videos inside of Instagram stories, as well as, you know, Snapchat and things like that are, I think, I'm not sure, and Instagram stories, it's 15 seconds. I'm, I think Snapchat, it's 10 seconds. And obviously, this is really short. So you can't really, I mean, you could get very specific. And if you really want to be really good at this, you could nail something in 15 seconds. But most of us kind of suck at that. So there's this app where you can essentially take a video of yourself saying or doing whatever it is that you need to do, right? And for however long it takes you to do the thing. And then this little app called Continual, you just up, and you don't even upload it, actually. It doesn't even do that. It, it essentially says use whatever video you want to chop up. And what it does is like literally with a tap, with a tap on the screen, it chops up the video, however long it is, into 15 little second chunks, like in a heartbeat. It's brilliant. And then you and have so to, then afterwards, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, and then you have to upload yeah. it? Yes. And then you go back into Instagram and then you upload the little 15 second videos so that it looks as if it's one whole video. Uh, so I just thought that that was amazing because most of the time I'm sitting there going, cause what happens with me because of the crappy bandwidth is that I sit there and I say like, okay, let's start, let's say I start an Instagram video where I'm telling a story about something, you know, doing a story and then I'll take the video and I'll upload it, but it stays uploading for so long. And if I continue doing the story, even while it's uploading, there's times that the other story goes faster than the other story. And then I end up with a story that makes no sense because sometimes it's got missing pieces because my bandwidth is so sucky. So with this, I can actually split it up into those 15 seconds spots and I can make sure that each, that each one of them actually gets uploaded and it's in a row. I just thought that was a brilliant little app. There's and, and it's actually very expensive. It's seven ninety nine for an app. I bought right? it. I love it. Yeah, I think it's great. There's also did you buy it too? Did you buy I it or did. did you just try it? Yeah, I love it. Oh, I bought I it. I bought love it. this thing. It's amazing. It's so easy. So so much fast. easier than everything else. Yep. Now, there's another one, though. It's called Cut Story, and it's ninety nine cents. It does the same thing. Um, and I did see some reviews about Cut Story, and I guess the only sort of bad thing that I've seen with the reviews of Cut Story is that Cut Story, sometimes when it splits up the the videos, it will misalign the audio so that you kind of get, you know, how like the Japanese... <laughs> Japanese movie? The Japanese movies, that kind of stuff, where it's like talking and it's not really talking. The mouth moves and then five, five the, seconds later, yeah, the audio and, comes out? Yeah. Exactly. Right. So it has done that. So that's a little funky. And I think one thing that Cut Story does that I'm not, I don't think that Continual does is that it also creates, for the same reason as the 15 seconds, it also cuts into one minute b- bits, which is what can be used as the Instagram video. Because as you know, in an, if you want to share a video on Instagram, it essentially cuts it at one minute. So uh, Cut Story, 
also has the option, I believe, because I haven't downloaded that one, to to do it at one in one minute chunks. So let's say you have a two minute video or a three minute video where you're doing something that you feel it is important for everybody on Instagram to see it. You can actually split them into one minute and then upload them as a post. And then it'll have a continual video that's longer than one minute inside. So I thought that was really great too. Um, I mean, that tool for me has pretty been, awesome. I mean, it's pretty awesome. It really solves a problem and, I think that you guys should definitely check it out. I've, it just, I don't know. It's great. It's awesome. I love it. <laughs> the <Yay>. end. <laughs> you know what's, what's funny Yay. about Instagram Woo-hoo. stories is like, I know a lot of people probably have that app. And as you go through the Instagram stories and you go and you look and you next, you look at the top and then they have, instead of, you can see like they have five segments, but then you get to somebody that has this app and you look and it's like 25 or 30 segments and you're like, yeah. Ugh. And you Holy swipe. Crap. I know it's a lot. <laughs> Give it a swipe. Yeah. That's enough of that. And you move on. So I guess yeah. it would be careful, you know, to have too many segments where you drive people away. I completely agree, John. I think that it's a it's a medium that's not made to have that. And I think that it it works well for a lot of segments when you're not doing it that way. Like let's say, you know, when Jess and I went to Disneyland, like that video was, I think, and it ended up being like seven minutes long. So it had a lot of segments, but it was also different. It was also, we were going through a lot of different things and it was actually using the tools within Instagram, which is a different experience than somebody putting the camera and just talking, which I think is detrimental to the platform. I think it works if you're doing a video that's, you know, a couple of minutes, like maybe a minute or maybe less than that, maybe 30 seconds um, where it actually pulls in an idea. I think that that's awesome too. The only thing also that there's some of us that are very vain and there are some amazing filters in Instagram that make you look so cute. I love one that puts makeup on me. It feels like I, I have makeup and I don't and it looks makes my face look nice and I like that. I like that one. I have that one. It's, I like hair color ones too. Yeah, they're so cool. But but obviously when you do it like this, you 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 have to use your camera app and cut out the video and you don't have the 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 fun face filters. You have the video filters, you know, that you can use through and have different tones of the video, but you can't you can't have the fun stuff. So, so just to just a quick question with the Instagram because then if you knew you were going to do a segment it had to be longer than the 15 seconds, why wouldn't you just go Instagram live because that stays up there too? Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing with Instagram Live. I have played with that too, but Instagram Live isn't saved inside of your archive. I didn't know. And you have to, like, if you want to download Instagram Live, you have to do it right after you finish. Yes. You have to do it right then versus it being available for you later. And I had the problem when I did that for Rob. I I shot a couple of things and even for, yeah, for, for Rob's session. And I wish I could have been able to download. I didn't know it was going to be gone. And and it's not in the archives versus the Instagram stories. Now you have the option of saving some of those stories and showcasing them as your best stories, like in the little circles that are on top of the profiles. But those are not available to you if you do lives. Okay. And the live is only available, again, for 24 hours versus these little 15 minute pieces let let's say you do a quick tutorial john or of something specific and you do it via instagram live i mean sorry that you do it in as an as a story then you can download that or not download it archive it and then add it as a highlight 
to your Instagram profile. And then that way you could just always have that little tutorial there for anybody who wants to see your work or everyone wants to listen to something that you did specifically, which I think is, is bonus, right? Yes. So, mm-hmm. so I like the live because it goes away too. I like the ability to, to shoot something random live and then, and then it's gone. It's, it's finished. <laughs> goes into the, the interweb uh, black hole, wherever that is. That's right. Yes. I think Yay. that we are um, we, we are finished, I think. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you want to leave us some feedback, you can email feedback at shepodcast.com. You can, of course, join the group at shepodcast.com slash group slash shepodcast. We've been posting a lot more things over on the She Podcast page. So go check it out and like us, please. Shepodcast.com slash, I mean, sorry, facebook.com slash shepodcast. Um, we have like a lot them. of things that are posting in there. Especially my my notes and goats uh, Facebook lives that happen inside of the She Podcast page. Oh my god! Yes, exactly. And I've been talking about Skype uh, options and recording interviews and what to do with that because we get a lot of questions inside in, in the group. So I'm going to do it in little segments. They're usually about 20 minutes, and you get to walk with my daughters and the goats as we walk around and it's kind of fun and lighthearted but we get a chance to to do that things live so and of course twitter.com slash she podcasts thank you so much for listening you guys and we'll see you in next week yay thank you guys so much for listening love you mean it